When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Geeks gave us. We finally got that Dune movie we've been waiting for. And Matt Kelly joins me on the podcast to talk about a brand new Geekscape podcast and the upcoming Halloween celebratory stream he's got going on this week. We got lots to talk about on a brand new Geekscape. So you're in the right spot. Let's go. there looks like you stumbled up on geekscape that's this podcast we've been doing this for a while and i'm your host jonathan that's what the theme song said and uh i think i'm kind of getting the hang of things you let me know go ahead and email me jonathan at geekscape.net if you have any notes you want me to cover anything else but for the most part we try and stay in our lane that lane is uh let's see movies video games comic books tv shows anything that's under the geek umbrella pop culture that sort of thing we like to talk about it we are available on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter for you to talk those things with us. Our good friend Kitty Elsassers, who's my co-host, hasn't been here in a while. You might be asking yourself, Jonathan, where's Katie been? This show used to be funny. Now it's not. Where are you keeping Katie? Is it like a basket case situation where she's like in a trunk in the basement or in the closet and you only take her out, um, I don't know, for some kind of weird, morbid Halloween thing? No, no, no. Katie has internet problems. It's been raining in LA, and anytime there's more than 10% precipitation in LA, uh, the whole city goes haywire, including Spectrum Internet, I guess, because Katie is not able to join us. Uh, she texted me and said, Hey, I want to do the show, but we still have a power outage over here. Okay, so I think Katie's actually watching on her phone because she just commented on YouTube to say, Yay! And then trapped in the closet uh so katie is watching and commenting it's not the same it's just not the same i like having katie on the show i like having some actual comedic content on the show so what am i supposed to do it's kind of a big week we finally got a dune fe- uh dune feature film we've been waiting on that uh, i know people are excited uh matt kelly's got this live stream coming up on friday got lots of stuff to talk about things need to be handled 
I need Katie here, but we're going to do the best we can. <sighs> that means Matt Kelly. All right, so we got Matt Kelly here. Matt, hold on real quick. I think I undid my background. Oh, there we go. Now we got the background back on the stream yard. <laughs> In my little panic to start the show, I clicked the wrong button. I lost our background. I did not start the live stream properly. And uh, I think we got things back in working order. I don't know. You run the network, Matt. So you tell me. Uh, things seem to be okay. Everything's glued together. Duct tape not fraying at the ends. We got ourselves a normal Geekscape. Okay. Yeah, much Everything like right? a uh, much like a carnival Ferris wheel. We're held together by chewing gum and band-aids, but it's it's going. Okay. It's I just want to make sure that this uh, poorly crafted raft that we threw together in order to escape from Misfit Island isn't going to fall apart the second we get downriver. Okay, like we're okay, right? John, we're like we're not even on a poorly crafted raft. We're on like the Swiss Army man. <laughs> we're just like okay. floating on a farting corpse right now to get away All from right. our problems. Okay, yeah, that farting corpse is Harry Potter, though, right? So I think yeah. we're okay. I think we're yeah. going to be all right. Uh, Matt, how are things going with you? Um, you missed Boys Club last week. We had an episode where we talked all sorts of video games and news and things like that. You weren't part of it. What's yeah. going on? Well, I was recording. Uh, there was people in here. So the studio now, I uh, charge people to come in and record podcasts. So I had a, a recording session happening right where I'm sitting. Uh, so that was exciting. <laughs> Okay, Matt, let me tell you something, and I don't want to turn this into a, a damn advertisement for We Know Podcasting, but like, how, how much to go into your house and record a podcast? Let me just, let's just think about this. Uh, I charge them 100 for the session. Okay, how long is a typical session? Talk to me about that. About like an hour to an hour and a half. Hey, you don't just say buck 50 the second they get to an hour and a half and be like, hey guys, you know the rules, no, hour no. for 100. So how do no. you keep people from abusing it and being like, I think I might just spend the night here, even a hundred? Like you got to be charging. I'm a lonely the man. down the street. <laughs> I'm a lonely okay, man, like, John. <laughs> how, how soon before this thing just turns into an air podcast B and B? I mean, as long as they that? let me, as long as they let me interview them, and it's the newest show added to the Geekscape Network, then oh, that's it's what all we good. gotta do. Matt Kelly's murder B and B. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what we need to. We need to add that to the show. Where okay, this is what we're gonna do. Matt, scrap everything. Cancel everything but Geekscape. We're going to restart the network. We're going to start with Matt Kelly's Airbnb of horror to celebrate on th- on, on on Halloween. And uh, basically what we're doing is we're going to have one podcast where Matt invites people to, quote unquote, record a podcast in his house. And uh, then he scares the shit out of them for the next 12 hours. Uh, mainly he just lets them see his dvd collection and then we record a podcast and that's that's matt kelly's dvd of horrors hey, you know what never mind that's a fucking terrible <laughs> idea matt let's not do that now um, we've got yeah. much better new shows on the network anyway i have no idea what you do here <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what you do on this network and how we even stay afloat with this we are the cockroach of the internet so let me tell you uh i'm pretty curious to hear this what well, have you done with this brand? Well, let's see. We got the YouTube channel going, right? That's bumping mm-hmm. every Tuesday yeah. and Friday, a new pop culture video. So go ahead and hit subscribe on that if oh, you haven't right? already. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, also, just throwing this out there, guys. If you're trying to figure out the best way to watch Geekscape Live, right now watching it on YouTube would be the most helpful way to do it. So Katie's doing her part, <laughs> and I appreciate her. Um 
it just logs you're running it logs our hours watched every hour watched on here it counts towards our hours watched on youtube so that's very helpful um if you're watching on Twitch, though, we've now added a donation button that was designed by Chris Cephalios that is actually our Geekscape logo as a donation button, uh, mm-hmm. and that can help keep this, the lights on. But the more important thing that we've been adding to the network is podcasts. Uh, we've added Rough Day in Showbiz, which is uh, hosted by Justin, who is a friend of Katie. That's how we found out about it, where he sits down and talks to different people in the industry about their worst day uh, in the industry. Obviously, you've had Nick on from Waifus and uh, Weeboos, who just had our friend Eric from Ikey Boys on uh, literally yesterday. That episode should be dropping this week, I believe. Oh, it's out now. I was listening. For God's sake, don't do this in front of the Damn it, John, pay attention. Um, So the captain needs to run the ship. I can't have this mutiny, okay? But then... Tomorrow morning, when you wake up on your podcasting apps, will if be if you wake up in Matt Kelly's Airbnb of horror. Yeah, like I mean, we can't make any promises. Will be if a new show up. called "Before My Time" with Gelsey Laurie, in which uh, my friend Gelsey Laurie will talk to different people about some of their favorite things of the past before they were born, aka before their time. So we have uh, tomorrow's episode is going to be on the history of Mary Shelley. Uh, and obviously dabble a little bit into Frankenstein. Um, I can't really tell you who the guest is the following week, but they talked about the Muppet show, which was like a weird choice for them. Let me, let me, let me think, let me think. Who could that that possibly be? I'm thinking somebody who, uh, I'm I'm thinking, um, Arrested Development. I'm thinking (laughs) potentially social inadequacy. What else we got here? um inability to let go of the past yeah and, no it doesn't check any boxes uh, of anyone i know no, carries around his childhood like linus's warm blanket <laughs> I, I don't i don't i got nothing but we have nothing we've recorded it's episodes. Matt kelly everybody yeah it's obviously kelly's me. gonna be the guest coming up so you're gonna want to subscribe to that before my time you're gonna be on we we actually have already recorded every episode into the new year um, oh my god for before my time uh so we did an episode with katie talking about the carol burnett show we uh had scott rogers wife megan on to talk about some like it hot um we actually have we're recording uh next week with ashley robinson of geek history lesson who's going to talk about her love of mash um so it's it's been some really cool topics and then there's a bunch of episodes that are literally just Gelsey talking about her passion of some of these old things like uh, neo-futuristic furniture, um, which is the uh, basically neo-futurism. I had to learn this terminology. Yeah. Neo-futurism is the way that the 50s foresaw the future. So, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like we had a whole episode about like how much we we love that ver- that vision of the future and how like now 50 years removed all of our visions of the future are just like a barren waste no 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 matt let's keep this in mind this very show the very first image we created for this podcast brand is neo-futurism that yes. was distinctly what i asked our good friend fernando pinto to do in the johnny zap logo that if you're watching this on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook, you can see that little logo right up there in the uh, upper right screen if you're watching this on YouTube. 
that little Buck Rogers character is something that I asked specifically for. I wanted something new, futuristic. And I specifically said, like, Kid Buck Rogers. So let's have yeah. a jetpack. Let's have a uh, fish tank helmet and a laser gun. And that's kind of where the Geekscape thing started. Oh, I love uh, it. And I'm not, I, I think that we cling to that. But I'm saying you, we're if they did a Jetsons in 2021, I think it would be the Jetsons in a dystopia. Like, I don't think that we're making optimistic future projects right now. No, Matt, listen. If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Let's not leave the Jetsons movie up to anybody else. Let's play in the Jetsons movie right here and now. All right. Okay. This is what the Jetsons movie. Okay. We're going to find a comedic director to do it. Somebody like Tim Story, who recently did Tom and Jerry. We're going to okay. go lighthearted. We're going to go all for the family. And we're going to make a Jetsons movie. Not unlike that first Flintstones movie that we saw in the 90s. We're going to go hopeful future Jetsons. We're going to steer clear of the entire theme that that robot is basically their slave, not their housemaid. That's a big, big if. we got to think about that AI stuff. If we start getting into like the morality of AI and whether or not those robots are our servants, which ugh, the Jetsons definitely had a servant made. They um, did. That gets a little problematic, right? Like we have a that's a problem. That being uh, what said, keeps them made from killing the Jetsons. I, like, I'll tell you the one thing that the Jetsons had correct, though, that I'm all for is okay. as you're talking about the robot maid, Rosie, use her proper name. Um, How dare you? I I think that the thing that they got right that we've really messed up with, because we technically already have our own personal Rosies now. Uh, we call them Roombas. Um, yes, we do. But but we should we should have been able to program our Roombas to talk in a sassy voice and refer to us as Mr. or Mrs. followed by the last letter of our name. Because if my Roomba was just like, living room's all done, Mr. K, I'd be like, no, thank you Wait, so much, Matt, Roomba. And then it would just keep moving. This is going to sound very <laughs> judgmental. Do you, you have a Roomba? No. Do you have a Roomba, I, Matt? I don't have a Roomba. I have a vacuum okay. that I use by hand. Okay. But I would love me, a Roomba that no, would refer to not. me as Mr. K. Let me tell you something, all right, about this Roomba thing. Every time I have ever visited anybody who has a Roomba, their fucking place smells like dog shit. Like, I gotta tell you, <laughs> like, like, I gotta tell you, Matt, every time without fail that I visit anybody and they've got a Roomba, Roomba in and around, they also have the dirtiest damn apartment or house I've ever seen in my life. Now, now the Roomba is. The instant red flag for somebody not being able to wipe their own ass or willing to. Okay, so let's just <laughs> I feel let's like just Roomba, mark that. Okay, the Roomba. I think people have misinterpreted what its intentions are. You know what I mean? Like the <laughs> Roomba is there to help out. It's not supposed yeah. to be the only cleaning that happens. In your house. <laughs> you, like, you. They actually thought it was Rosie from the Jetsons, and the problem is those lazy bastards probably grew up with a Rosa from the real life, and they fucking got lazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like let's be straight like Roomba's not supposed to make your bed you see like it, Roomba's not gonna put shit in your dishwasher all right it's not gonna wash the dishes every time I walk over to so I, I go visit somebody and they've got a Roomba rolling around I ain't taking my shoes off man I don't care if there are a bunch of shoes by the door I know that there's gonna be a layer of dirt and some kind of grossness on the floor because that that Roomba doesn't scrub with soap 
It just goes around and picks up your pubic hairs. Like, come on, man. Like, do you, uh, do you think, how many listeners do you think as they're watching this just looked over at their Roomba and then looked, looked back at you and said, oh, yeah, man. he's right. Uh, I put an R2-D2 toy on it and pretended it was my droid. Like, come on now. Come on. No, I mean, like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I mean, also Roomba. The, I've seen a Roomba I mean, bang Matt, into an inanimate object more than I've seen it navigate itself around why, a problem. Listen, the fucking Terminator ain't never taken over. All right, let me tell you this. Because if it's anything like a Roomba or like that MapQuest device on your uh, like Google Maps, that shit doesn't know if it's if a if a street is closed or not. They don't know, but like construction, you, they, they don't use their. They don't have eyes. Okay, like. You know how many times Google Maps is going to get you down like a road that's like, oh, sorry, we didn't know about the construction. We didn't know that the end of the road was closed. Don't trust the damn Google Maps. Our people used to navigate by the stars. Use the human intuition. Use the brain. Really, what I'm trying to say is make your own damn bed. That Roomba is, that is a red flag. The Roomba is like the malfunctioning robots in the Mitchells versus the machines. (laughs) Every person (laughs) I've known who has a Roomba they're kind of hoardy, man. They're they're kind of they're kind of they either had like a housekeeper who kind of like took care of them up until college. They didn't really have to do and clean anything. Yeah. And then they get the Roomba and they're like, "Well, droids got it from here." Yeah. I feel like the Roomba is useful. The the only people who should actually have a Roomba are okay. a people who already know how to clean and are willing to clean. And be people who have dogs that shed a lot because I'm sure it's very useful just sure. kind of combing the floor, picking up the dog hair. But like the second okay. that you're just like, I've got the Roomba and now I can check out everything's good and gravy. It's like, no, no, that's yeah. not how it works. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say if you have a dog, like my friend Andy Rattinger has a dog, if you have a dog, the Roomba is a good idea. Yeah. But some of those people have the grimiest. <laughs> freaking you go into their bathroom and like it's like a there's like a layer of grime on the floor and you're just like dude uh you gotta get dude, some I, pine salt in that roomba meanwhile i'm like dedicating most of my sunday is like laundry cleaning like hitting all the different rooms making sure gym everything tan laundry good. i know what you do you yeah, do gym yeah. tan laundry that's like, right sure yeah yeah okay gtl the other thing, <laughs> the other thing about the roomba it reminds me of Chopping Mall. I don't want it, that shit going around my house. It does look like a killbot from Chopping Mall. This is true. Uh, okay. That being said, again, if you could program the Roomba to say, uh, have a nice day, I would probably put it in my house. <laughs> like, okay. This is what we got to do with the Roomba. Put a bunch of knives on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Listen. You ever seen BattleBots? Yes, I've seen BattleBots. <laughs> okay, BattleBots was great. This, no, no, listen, listen. It's it, BattleBots is cool, but we let's just face it. Okay, we're, none of us are robotic engineers. Okay, let's save that for the smarty pants. Geekscape. I don't think we're going to get sued for this. We might get a cease and desist. We might just get a letter laughing at us that this show is pathetic. This is what you got to do. Now we got that YouTube channel up and running. Let me tell you, I got an idea for a hit show. We get these Roombas, right? <laughs> We should call it, we, I already know the name of this show, but continue. Okay, okay. <laughs> we take these Roombas and we call it, I don't know, Battle Dome, Battle Drome, something no, ba- that's like. It's the, it's the Battle Knots. 
the battle knives. Okay, so we get a bunch of. This is what we do. Geeks gave us donate to the. Uh, you know what, Matt? I'm. I'm. We have that Patreon. I'm going to divert the income from the Patreon away from you and towards this project. That's going to all right, take towards, us. All right, gonna we're going to put to money top. in the battle knots. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get a bunch of Roombas. We're going to attach weapons to each. <laughs> we're going to attach weapons to the Roombas, flamethrowers, or really just hairspray in, in like in like a lighter. Oh, like, <laughs> we're going to throw up Katie's most recent message because it is the most on point. You stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. We're going to take the Roombas. Uh, one of the Roombas is going to have like a morning star. Like he's going to be swinging like a fucking morning star. We're going to have Roombas that can throw out like, I don't know, like oil slick that can then ignite. We're going to have a Roomba with a cheese grater on it. We're going to have a Roomba with knives, one that shoots poison darts. I don't know if that'll help. I mean, we got to start this damn Roomba dome. Just what? Roombas banging into each other. These are going to be no. They're destroying each other. They're fighting for their lives. I'm like, what I'm thinking think, of. Matt? I'm thinking of. We like, weren't. We can't get sued if they're just Roombas destroying each other. It's, it's like BattleBots, but it's yeah. ghetto BattleBots. I would watch as you're talking about this. Though the reality is that I would absolutely watch a Roomba with a cheese crater strapped to the front of it mm-hmm. versus a Roomba with a couple kitchen knives taped uh-huh. to it. Just bumping into each other <laughs> i'm telling you matt we're taking this to the top other places they don't think of stuff like this man they come on we gotta get roomba battle going and uh here's katie with a little feedback uh she says london turns into a back alley salesman on a dime that's right let's make it a quarter and you'll you really got something to sell uh katie also says film this sketch or it was never pitched it's not a sketch katie that's this is life or death all right. Yeah, this is the next big show to this hit. This is the Fox next. You ever streaming. seen the Running Man? This is like the <laughs> Running Man, except in this case, it's gonna be the. It's gonna be like when the rope, when the thing, when Matt thinks it's over, and he goes into the arena to pick them all up, and then we turn them back on again, and now it's just <laughs> Matt getting chased around by Roombas yeah. with cheese graters on them. What do you think, Matt? Like what arena that movie, arena. <laughs> yeah, battle. Matt, you tell me. You're in charge of the Geekscape YouTube channel. Is there is there room for something like that on the YouTube channel? I'm trying to. I'm literally sitting here like I've got a pretty big laundry room. Could I? Could I, <laughs> like, I could film this. <laughs> like, I'm, t- I'm telling you, Matt. We're gonna take this to the top. You know the. Here's the thing. This is the big debate with every single video that I have done for the Geekscape YouTube channel. What am I doing it, with my life? Well, that runs through my head. Okay. And then there's also this moment where it's like. I don't know. Someone might like it. <laughs> like, uh, somebody, you know, you know that like 2 a.m. Some dude is just taking a bunch of ketamine and is like, oh, I love he's like shoving cornflakes in his mouth. He turns on that Roomba Wars. He's going to be like, it'll be like, oh, shit. Like, now that's the thing. It's like attention. It's so stupid, but it's like. What it it would have the exact same effect as no, like. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back to what you just called my. Idea. <laughs> you heard me, John. It seems <laughs> stupid. It absolutely seems stupid. But I could also see it having the exact same effect as like kids in the like let's say nineties into the two thousands. You discovering... just said that. No, that's pretty interesting. What you just said, kids. What if we put these Roombas in the arena and then a bunch of kids? <laughs> Let me finish my thinking? thought, John. I'm Four, thinking that five, Battle Knots. Five years old? 
I'm thinking that Battle Knots could be the 2021 version of like college students discovering Mystery Science Theater 3000 or Iron Chef or like Most Extreme Elimination, <laughs> like two in the morning flipping through the channels and they're just like, what the fuck is this man you got to put on the home oh, gardening network and yo, they got some crazy shit on there a bunch of guys got like this back alley and a bunch of roombas and attached cheese graters to them and they're just running these roombas into each other i feel really bad for the people who tuned in because they're like man they're going to be talking about dune it's going to be an hour of some in-depth dune talk and we're yeah. 23 minutes in we're still on roombas you know what <laughs> Welcome to Geekscape. We got Katie, priorities, Does this mean Matt? that we passed? Like, I never officially went to an improv class, but I, I feel like you and I just passed the the masters. No, well, Katie's not here to tell you whether or not we've failed entirely. She's in the chat. She can let us know. I think, I think okay. that we I think so we riffed that out well for twenty five more minutes than that this bit could have lasted. Can. Matt, <laughs> write it up. We'll get the Kickstarter going. And uh, let's get ourselves a uh, a little Roomba. A little Roomba war is going. Coming soon to the Geekscape network. If you agree, send me an email, jonathan at geekscape.net, or send it to Matt, matt at geekscape.net, with the subject heading, where's my Roomba wars? Yeah. Uh, this is not associated with Roomba in any way. Please do not sue us. Um, and plus, we're buying Roombas, so I think that... Yeah. I think like the entire budget of the movie goes directly to the people who created Roombas, basically. It's not a movie. It's a sport. Series. 13 episode run every season Uh for about 10 to 15 seasons. Dude, how pumped are you going to be when you're like, that Roomba's just running around with a bunch of hairspray. What the fuck's that thing going to do? And then all of a sudden, flick, a little lighter flicks up and you're like, holy shit. But here's the thing. Roomba, you're adding the Roomba shot fire. You're you're adding a mechanical element to it where in my yeah. brain it's the, that there's no mechanics involved. It is just a Roomba what? with something taped to the front of it. No. Just see no. what happens. Listen, I'm no again, I, I'll say it again. I'm no robotics engineer. BattleBots, totally above my pay grade. Can't do it. But what I can do is duct tape. A cheese grater to a Roomba and a bunch of knives or a switchblade or a katana to another Roomba and see how long it takes for them to kill each other. And I'm telling you this, Matt, this show is going to be great. And I will figure out how to have hairspray and a lighter on one of the Roombas to light the other Roombas on fire. Put my money on 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 that one. Put my money on the on. Maybe on it's that a tag one. team. Maybe it's one Roomba on fire and the other one that's f- just spraying. <laughs> spraying. <laughs> How the hell do they tag out? <laughs> How do they tag? <laughs> we just thought of the best show. <laughs> oh, what man. about celebrity Roomba war? <laughs> we can have celebrities. Build their Roombas or just bring no. their Roombas from home? No. In the arena versus the Roombas. <laughs> Let's do that. Come on. We have too many celebrities. Uh, no. Oh, this celebrity is endorsed by Kat Dennings. No. Cat yeah. Dennings in the arena versus a Roomba. We could put Alec Baldwin in there. I'd be okay. but I'd be betting on the Roomba. Don't. don't um, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Jim Pagrinelli said, listen, the producers of Chopping Mall would be very underwhelmed by both of you. 
How dare uh, you? How dare you? All right. Go watch Halloween Kills some more. Um, <laughs> I got to tell you, I love Jim Pagranelli. Speaking of what's hopefully coming to the Geekscape YouTube channel, Jim will call you and he'll give you a two-hour conversation about Halloween Kills. <laughs> and he's like, dude, let me tell you about Halloween Kills. I'm like, I'm never going to see no Halloween Kills. Come on, man. I'm not seeing Halloween Kills. And he'll go into it. And he'll go into it like a college thesis. All right. <laughs> like they need to start a university for wait, maybe this that's what we'll do. We'll start a university. Geekscape University. Like that's where we Geekscape need to make. University. Yeah, yeah. And uh Jim Jim can Jim that's Jim's thesis. So expect a like five videos from, from Jim pretty soon, all on the Halloween franchise. It'll be like Star Wars Minute, but with Halloween kills. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we can do this. We can do this. Uh okay. Uh, Jim is now saying in all caps, he says, I dare and I will watch Halloween Kills again and again. And I love it. Well, you know what? This is Geekscape. We celebrate all the things you love, whether or not they're popular or not. So let's go for it. Um, speaking of things <laughs> that Jim loves and I loved as well. That's my segue to the new Dune movie, buddy. Um, Matt, did you get a chance to watch this new Dune movie? No, okay, uh, I texted you that I was going to no, no. try to watch it. And you were like, no, don't see it unless you're going to go see it in a theater. And I was like, yeah. OK, good to know. You got to <laughs> see this movie in the theater. This movie's awesome. And I think that a lot of people who are like, it's boring are people who are watching it on HBO Max. And let's let's just go ahead and, and admit that if you're watching this movie on HBO Max, you're on your phone most of the time. Uh, are there spoilers for Dune? I'm not going to spoil it. Um, so if you have not seen Dune, I think you're safe. But. I was kind of hoping Matt wouldn't have seen it because I just wanted to explain like what happens in Dune for Matt. Like Matt, did you watch the David Lynch version of Dune I, or Jodorowsky's Dune? Or I any saw that stuff? the David Lynch movie. Um, I was always interested in the David Lynch movie because I think I've talked to you before. I, I think I've talked about it on here. I know I've talked about it on other podcasts. I had an uncle who was like kind of my entryway into geekdom. He he had like all types of collectors' toys and stuff, and he had the full action figure line for David Lynch's Dune. Wow. And I would just stare at those toys and I'm like, these are so strange. Like I couldn't like wrap my head around them because they looked like the Star Wars toys, but they were yeah. Dune toys. the Dune figures. So when I finally yeah. saw Dune, I was actually kind of underwhelmed by oh. it, but I still was like, I feel like I don't understand this. And I tried to read the book and I finished it and I still didn't understand it. So I'm really, so I'm curious to I, see if this movie unlocks anything in my brain. I remember reading the book in middle school, which is insane. Cause yeah, when you think what? back to the books that you read in middle school, it's like, okay, you read Dune. I read a bunch of Robert Heinlein. I read wheel of time, which is coming out in November through Amazon as a series. I read the Lord of the Rings books. And now, as a 42-year-old man, I can't get through two pages of a comic book before I fall asleep. Like, when was I reading all these? Like, I must have had zero um, friends or anything to do. I read so much stuff. Are you like, like the me? entirety of the Dragonlance like series? I read them all in middle school and early high school. The Timothy Zahn like Star Wars books. I read them all in middle school and high school. I had no damn friends. I think what it was was I had a job at a comic book store that nobody would come into, and I would just sit there and read. I, I worked at a store in the mall that no one went into and I was reading a book a day for sure. I now I'm at this point where it really depends. Like if I'm reading an actual work of fiction book wise, it just can't hold my attention. But if you give me like, Hey, here's a 600 page book about the life and times, like 
the New York 70s comedy scene. Oh, I'll rip that up in a weekend. Like, yeah. And I, I, I think I'm a person who was like, hey, Matt, you got to read the Steve Martin book. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, incredible. It's I so love it. I'm just kind of segwayed. That good. being said, uh, and Brian Kent, our good friend, is over on Twitch. He says, my uncle took me to see Lin- David Lynch's Dune when I was 10, and I hid it under my Little League jacket for most of it. I believe, a little bit of trivia, you may want to check on this, but I believe the David Lynch Dune was the original THX movie. They unrolled the THX sound system on the original. Uh, that was the first movie to get the THX sound system was David Lynch's Dune. I could see that. Um, so... There, I have another story about David Lynch's Dune, especially since you brought up the action figures. I don't know. I mean, John Arcudi told me the story. John Arcudi was one of the co-creators of The Mask that, that turned into the Jim Carrey yeah. uh, movie. And John and I, John was like the only comic book creator that I knew when I was in college. And he lived in Philly. That's how I knew him. I'd have him on the radio in Philly. And we would go and sit at the Broad Street Market on Market Street right there and we'd sit there and eat sandwiches and we'd talk about comics and he would bring me comics he'd been writing. And John's always been such a cool dude. He start. he used to work at forbidden planet in New York off of union square. It's a, it's, I, it, I think it's still there. I, I mean, it's been, it's been two, three years. I, I remember still being there. So that original dune line had a worm my uncle had that worm too and it was was, like ribbed yeah it was gnarly remember the harry potter brooms they had to pull off the shelves oh gotcha (laughs) yeah so those original dune worm toys from the david lynch version were like totally ribbed they could not keep them in stock and they were not selling them to fanboys (laughs) <laughs> and this is like in 84, 85. And John told me the story that he's like, yeah, I used to work at Forbidden Planet in New York and we could not keep those in stock. And then finally, we just like they just had to stop making them like the vibrating broom in the Harry Potter series. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in the movie, when it's like I have, you know, the only person I the only thing that I worship is Shai Halud. Well, it was a bigger religion than we thought it was. <laughs> there were quite a quite a few people worshiping Shai Halud uh, in New York City, at least in the mid '80s. So, um, yeah. Anyway, Dune basically, Matt is like, let's say like there's a bunch of dudes running a Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. and then like they're making a bunch of money, they get a little bit of kickback on the Dairy Queen, and then all of a sudden like the head of Dairy Queen is like, hey, I don't want y'all running the Dairy Queen anymore. Because y'all are really mean to the people who work there, so y'all don't work, y'all don't run the Dairy Queen anymore. Y'all are really mean to like the employees, and you mess up the machines. We got this new people coming in to run the Dairy Queen, and then the ex-employees of the Dairy Queen are like, "Those mother took our jobs. Why did we get kicked out of the Dairy Queen? We need to go back, and we need to steal back that Dairy Queen and kill all those people." That's roughly what Dune is. I feel like you could also just be ex-employees. So like the last 15 years of Geekscape. Yeah, a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of disgruntled ex-employees were like, F Jonathan. And they, they, they come out of this giant vat of blood and like oil and they float up and they're like, We're gonna kill Jonathan and take back the geeks. You're the dude. You're you're house Harkonnen. I know you are, Matt. <laughs> you're like <laughs> 
I'm gonna like pop to your side and you're gonna the float ghost around of like Nerdist David Lynch. Past is just like we're gonna get our vengeance on Jonathan. Yeah, Lundy. okay, well, yeah, you get a little specific <laughs> there, pal. But basically, <laughs> Dune is a bunch of really gothy ex disgruntled employees coming back to their workplace and trying to kill all the people who now work there and have been given the job. And they sabotage all the equipment when they left. They set them up to fail. And the new employees are like, you know what? We're going to do this the right way. We're going to like befriend the locals. We're going to have peace with them. We're going to have a working relationship with them. And then midway through, ex-employees start trying to assassinate them and be like, nope. You took our job. We're going to come back and kill every single one of you and set you off to run in the desert. And that's basically what that takes you through on this first part of the Dune series, uh, which is going to be two or three movies. I really loved it. In all seriousness, I thought this movie was fantastic. Uh, It is a fully realized world in a way that I don't think I've seen this since Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Like, Remember when you first saw Fellowship and... It was so immersive, the world that they created, that you just kind of forgot you were watching the movie. And you very easily, at least in my case, could have just watched all three films right there. I remember at the end of Fellowship, I wanted it to continue. I wanted to see Two Towers. I wanted to see Return of the King. I wanted all three books right there because I was so in love uh, and fully, fully wrapped up in what they were creating. I think they've done the exact same thing with Dune. It's a different story. It's more focused on a protagonist than in a fellowship. And you can argue that Frodo was a bit of a protagonist, but he shares a lot of responsibility in the fellowship. And there's a, and when you watch that first, those three movies, all those characters have their storylines and they all have beautiful storylines. They all have growth in Dune, which, you know, it's a 1965 book. It laid the groundwork for every sci-fi story for the most part that's come in the next 50 years um, if you watch Jordorowski's documentary, the documentary Jordorowski's Dune, you can just see how much has been lifted from that, um, from his designs for Dune over the next 40, 50 years. Uh, this is probably the most influential sci-fi work there is. Um, I'm starting to think of some Asimov maybe, but really this Robert, I mean, I'm starting to think of Heinlein and things like that, but no, really it is Frank Herbert's Dune. And, uh, I think they knocked it out of the park. There are people complaining that this movie is boring. There are people complaining that they didn't get into the politics or some of the more mysterious characters in that whole religious part that they do talk about in the books. There are a lot of voiceovers in the books and a lot of pathos and things like that that gets explored a bit more. So I can understand how people who know that stuff are not satisfied by that movie. That being said, I think that that stuff is really burdensome. And I don't know how you translate it into an exciting film. I found this movie to be totally exciting. There are people who said that first hour drags. I don't think the first hour drags at all. I think the first hour is so engaging in bringing you into this world and setting up the very high stakes um, that it's exciting. Um, Kyle, Chan- uh, is it Kyle Chandler in the first movie? Is that right, Matt? Uh, uh, may- maybe. <laughs> he, I mean, he, he like here's the thing about Timothy. This Charlie. is like me. I'm having flashbacks to Spanish class. No, it's <laughs> okay. It's a year of high school. I'm just like, oh, so, sure. <laughs> so Timothy Chalamet is he's a he's a slight he's a very slight character, and he's a small guy. And I think that if you cast somebody who's buff and manlier, the stakes aren't there. 
Yeah. And what I loved about this movie is that you have Timothy Chalamet next to Josh Brolin, Jason Momoa, and and Oscar Isaac, and he does not seem as physically imposing. He feels actually like Augusta Wind could knock him over, and I think that's really important. And when you have this protagonist who may or may not be the chosen one, again, there's a lot of alliteration that was then given to. I mean, there's a lot that Star Wars took from this and the whole idea of the force. Here we have the voice, which you have a power to convince, like tell people to do things. Kind of like Obi-Wan convinced people that this wasn't the yeah. droids they're looking for. Here in Dune, they have the voice. Um, this idea that he's the chosen one, he's the Messiah figure that you have in like an Anakin or in a Luke. You have the, always have the story of the Messiah figure in like a male protagonist hero's journey. Um you know, this is the least manly person uh, that we've, I think, seen inhabit that role in film. And I think it's fantastic because well, every that's, obstacle that's why you've been pushing for. I mean, every obstacle he joke, goes into serious. You push for double double siete. Yeah, I, I don't long time because you want you want a hero that actually puts stakes into the story, not someone that you look at and is just like, yeah, they're going to be fine. Yeah, when you th- when you see that Dave Batista is one of the villains and Timothy Chalamet is your main protagonist, just visually that sets up a huge obstacle and it has immediate drama. I think that's fantastic writing and I think that's fantastic design. Um, maybe they're going to meet in the next chapter and that's going to be tough because it's Dave Batista yeah. versus Timothy Chalamet, who looks like maybe he's 120 pounds wet. That's rough. But you watch this movie and you watch the choreography, you watch what they do, and you're rooting for them. Uh, I, I really, I loved this movie. I thought it was so much fun, and I did not think it was uh, boring at all. Um, Brian Kent said, did some folks say the same thing about Blade Runner? The original 1983 Blade Runner, 1982 Blade Runner, I still think is a movie that's a bit of a slow crawl. I definitely think that of the Dennis... Villeneuve Blade Runner I I didn't I wasn't I thought it was beautiful I didn't I didn't totally love the the story after the first half I was I mean like, okay, it was it was is, like I don't know a, where this is going it was basically like a screensaver yeah <laughs> I mean like it was yeah. pretty to look at but there was no substance to it yeah but um <laughs> but I love this movie and Heidi's here and she corrected me and she goes oh it's Kyle McLaughlin yeah it's oh, Kyle yeah, McLaughlin all right it's David Lynch Quinty, it's Kyle McLaughlin yeah, of course and I really like that that David Lynch Dune, but I, I like it based on design and and uh, the look of it. It, it was it was kind of like punk rock Star Wars. It was like anti Star Wars. Yeah, it's, it's it's got a little bit of not intentionally, but it, it's got a little bit of campiness to it as totally. well. Like Sting is like eating up every single scene that he shows up in <laughs> in that movie. Um, but... I love it, and so many times as kids, we'd pretend to be that Harkonnen Duke when they, they, they pull the plug on him and he starts floating around with like the yeah. mist coming. It was like, it's like a giant balloon. He was like uh, Willy was, Wonka. Yeah. I just never, it's weird. I, I think about this and like, obviously, you know, you and, and Scott are both you know, like sword and sorcery, high fantasy fans. You like you say? grew up. Well, I was gonna say, I didn't, we like, didn't have friends. Just say I, it. My, like the only sword and sandals movies that I really loved as a kid were like the old Ray Harryhausen stuff. So like the Jason, the Argonauts and Clash of Titans yeah. and Kroll. I, I loved Kroll so much. But you just listened but, to a movie that was 1980 in Clash of the Titans. 
and Crawl, which I think is a 1984, 1986 movie. Yeah. Like, those are not old movies. Well, I, but I'm also talking about like the 1963 Jason the Argonauts and like oh, the fantastic. seventh voyage of Sinbad. Like those, because Clash of Titans, like that's the last Ray Harryhausen movie. So it like, is. you know, it, it's, it's the very tail or the very beginning of the eighties, but it, it's practically a seventies movie, honestly. Like, I love that movie. Oh, it's great. I mean, all of those, those are like my types of movies. And then, oh no, I just, I couldn't get into, I never got into the Beastmaster that much. I, I do right, remember. That was Matt Kelly, everybody. Have a great yeah. time on the show. Talk to you later. <laughs> you don't come uh, on. Hey, do you come in somebody's house and insult them unless they have no, a Roomba? I know that only you if they, love only if the they have a Roomba. I know you love the Beastmaster and I want to love the Beastmaster. That's the thing. I want to love these movies. I remember watching Deathstalker on Netflix and being like, that was pretty tight. But like, dude, I, Deathstalker I just, I don't know. Is the shit. That's how the theme song went. Uh, Scott swears by, um, oh, what the shit was it? Dragon Slayer. He's like, dude, you have to watch Dragon Slayer. It's like, the all right, that's Matt Kelly, everybody. I don't know why he's running the Geekscape network. He doesn't really, I mean, Matt Kelly, you are proving to be about <sighs> a listen, mile wide and an inch thick with some of this stuff. Like, listen, you, come John, on, do you, do you even geek, bro? Listen, do you even greet, you've, hey, do you you've, even geek, bro? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's this uh, thing they got there? This uh, dragon slayer thing that's <laughs> got the uh, it's like a giant lizard. Look, you've talked <laughs> about this all the time, and part of the I thing about being stuff. a geek is that you don't you don't have enough bandwidth to be a geek focus on everything. You've never read any of the Harry Potter books, no, like, because I was in college when they started coming out, and that would have been I? fucking weird. <laughs> This, but you were not in college when they started coming. I out was in that. college when I started reading them. But oh, um, that's different. I would have read those movies in middle school, which may have been the equivalent of your college years mentally. <laughs> but but you know what I mean? Like like for me, it's like Why I've, do you got, even help? I've got the music in the movie stuff is like the primary focus for me, and then um, <laughs> um, yeah, the listen, Matt shaming, the if, Matt Kelly shaming has begun. It already began on Sunday when I dropped the newest episode of Roaring Twenties. And Katie just she, Katie just went all caps on me, and she goes, "What? Read the Harry Potter books? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, not now. <laughs> Why, what? The window? Absolutely not. Read, read the fan fiction that people rewrote based yeah. on it. But okay. read yes, those books that were made for middle schoolers. No, I'm good. Oh and no, really, I I have no problem with who they were. Made I know, for. but I the, well, let, let's just face them, it, but. like. Like J.K. Rowling's politics are the major reason for me not wanting to put another dime in that pocket. You know yeah, what I mean? No, that's I think Let's, that's fair. I'm not reading those freaking. It's books. A, it's a bummer because the books are quite brilliant, but she is not. Um, so... I can see how in college Matt Kelly thought those books were brilliant. Yeah, I there were many a nights at a late night diner where Shrop and I were just trying to figure out how the last book was going to end. Um, but but. You know, I, I did. Did Katie miss the part of the show where, like, we were talking about how we don't really read like we did in middle school? And yeah, she's like I mean, yelling at me to read the books. I'm like, I'm, I definitely at 42 will not be reading those books. <laughs> I will not be reading those books, and uh, I will not be watching all those movies. I think I've seen three of them. I thought they were fine. Well, there will be a video uh, in November featuring our friends at Bingetown TV. Uh, doing another one of their binge town debates this time on Harry Potter. So uh, I'll watch that. Yeah, you know, you'll get like thirty to forty minutes of a breakdown of Harry Potter, basically from that. Yeah, I would do right now. I would do the Cliff Notes Harry Potter. 
Have you? I'd be down for a Cliff Notes Harry Potter. I'll, I'll tell. Here's the one time that you should rewatch a Harry Potter movie, and I haven't done this in a really long time, so yeah, I don't I'll know how well right it. Now. I don't know how well it holds up, but there is. It would not be a rewatch. It would be a watch for the first time in most. Fair enough. Um, There, there's a animator who used to write for South Park named Brad Neely. Are you familiar with him at all? No. Okay. He did a in like early 2000. He did a commentary track called uh, "Dear Wizard" or "Dear Reader Wizard People," and you would sync it up with the first Harry Potter movie, and it was a book on tape that synchronized with the first Harry Potter movie, but it was from the perspective of someone who thinks that these books are like historical documents and that wizards should be feared. I think <laughs> you just described half of fandom. Yeah, like <laughs> I think you is- just described either half of fandom and the rest of the people who think that way are like religious people who think that Harry Potter is satanic. That's true. I mean, it falls so, into both cat. There is a very yeah. good, uh, there's also a really good documentary that I'm pretty sure you can just watch on YouTube. Jesus camp. But it was called, um, we are wizards that was about uh the fandom of harry potter and like these people who like formed bands and like made their own fan films and stuff and it was kind of just following them like yeah like it was a really that's a really good doc um that's how i actually first heard of this this commentary track but do you remember the documentary jesus camp where it was yeah no that's that's (laughs) that's like about like the brainwashing of kids at these jesus camps yeah and the woman is yelling harry Harry potter's a warlock (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Matt, listen, I think you kept it a little DL because of my cynicism towards religion. So, you, so in our friendship, you've kind of kept DL how much every Sunday you go and you lead like a youth group. Yeah, yeah, that's the um, thing I do. Is that how you're getting subscribers on the Geekscape Network? <laughs> I tell them they'll only get into heaven if they subscribe to Geekscape TV <laughs> and put it on on their TV and just let it run all day so that I can get the hours that I need for monetization. <laughs> You know what keeps the devil at bay? <laughs> Subscribe to the Geekscape Network. It's pretty good. You know what Satan hates? The sound of Jonathan I'll tell you what, voice. though. I, I mean, I've sent you guys some of those text messages. Those kids are hysterical. They're they're savages, but they're tell very me, Matt, funny. As we uncover a little bit more about you and get to know you a little bit more, um, what? How long have you been doing this uh, church youth group stuff? Eh, about two or three years. Um, oh, not not long at all. No, I thought this no. was something you did like for since like high school or college. No, like I was in it when I was in high school. Like I was in it in high school, had a real like crisis of faith early on in college. Um, kind of stepped away from all of it. Had had like a <laughs> had a real uh, exchange of words with a pastor actually, and that was kind of the end of it. Um, so I'll, what I'll try to change the words. So, I want to put my pants so back on. So here's the short version of it. So I was doing um, in college. I started a company, which I'm sure you remember, because this is when we first met Chords for Cures, where I would yes. do like these big charity shows. And it would be like eight dollars for five bands. And then all the money would be donated to like kids with cancer and like all these different charitable causes. And I was you know involved at the time. I was still kind of involved with the youth group. And they had contacted me and were like, hey, one of our one of our youth is really sick. Um, We were hoping you could put together. We want to do like an all day outdoor festival and raise money to help with his chemo. Sure. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So I asked them, I know it's going to be at the church. Is there any stipulations that I should know about? And they said, just tell the bands, please don't curse. Like, just kind of like 
mute yourself on those lyrics, but we're not going to say they have to be Christian bands or anything like that. So I booked literally three stages worth of bands. I had about 30 bands set up. Oh my God. And then a week before the show, the church got a new pastor and he went on all the bands, MySpace pages and called me and was like, who do you think you are? What are these harlots that you're like? He was like, old school southern baptist pastor no, um, hold on matt i have a question <laughs> was your high school band performing this one uh what was it no called no, no 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 i was i was out of that game but i did okay. so here's here's like i don't look like a punk rock guy i would never fully call myself a punk rock guy right. this was the most punk rock thing i ever did <laughs> okay. so so he makes he's like all of these bands gotta go i'm gonna book my church's praise and worship band in place of one of them and he wants that just, kid to die. He yeah, wanted that kid to die. He's like, we're just going to have one stage. And blah, like he he completely dismantled it. He said, you only booked the bands that, that got good Christian boys in it. That's exactly what he said to me. That's how like old school <gasps> he was. So, so at this time, Racing Kites was still yeah. a band. So, I like those guys. So we had them change their name to Praising Christ. And we put them on the flyer as one of the bands that was playing that night. You're and then some thin ice there, Matt. And, You're walking on some just, thin ice with the Lord. They just played their set, but then I played right before their set just one song, and acoustic. it was a, an acoustic song that I had written called "The Greatest Story Ever Sold," and it was literally a song about how much of an asshole I thought that pastor was, and I like called him out by name, and he just stood in front of me with his arms folded, staring at me the entire time, and then I just strummed the last chord, packed up my guitar. <laughs> And just left. So I was like, deuces done. And I like didn't step in inside of a church for probably like a decade after that. Like I wow. that that like had really rubbed me the wrong way. Um but then my mom continued to be a member of the church and she was in the band and she said, I think you're really gonna like this new pastor. And th- this pastor that they had brought in, um, first of all, was a dude from India. Um he just very smart, very laid back, really into like the idea of like, it's stupid to fight about your beliefs. And like, can't all of this all be just one giant spiritual thing under different interpretations? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm into what this guy's putting down. So that was right before the pandemic hit. And he was like, Hey, I know you know how to do live streaming. Could you come and help us? Like it would just be him and me in the church and I would set up the cameras and he would just do a sermon and I would live stream it. And then we'd end the live stream and we would chat. And he was like, how would you feel about bringing back the youth group? And he kind of helped me get the tools that I needed to bring this thing back. And it's just been like, I we've been doing like campfire nights. Like, I like that guy. Yeah. Like yesterday it- we took the kids for a hayride. Uh, so we went out, there was like this hayride about 30 minutes south from where we live you should have taken uh, them to one of those uh the, your buddies over there on the horror movie night who do yeah. the role-playing oh uh, yeah the the dark hills events dark well, hills events just... and they have somebody dressed up like jason jump out of the woods you should have <laughs> this had was that just, this was a regular hayride down to like okay. they had a preset fire and we just sat around the fire for like an hour making s'mores and any of those kids and try stuff. and get fresh matt do you have to like no. be like hey no 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 leave some no, they... leave some space for the holy ghost this this actually will sound creepy but i promise it's not uh the the kids have taken to calling me uncle matt no, it's time. creepy yeah okay uh next subject but, is um but but i mean it, it's it is there's been some really and I'll, I'll try to tread this lightly but like i i'm glad that i'm doing this even though my like general faith 
is always kind of like in flux. Like I've had situations where like a teenage kid is calling my phone because they're thinking about killing themselves and I'm the person they trust to talk to them. And I think that's great. Knowing that they knowing that I can be there for people in that way and be there for kids, especially like. You know, like you've said before, I have a those are not development. easy years. Yeah, and those are and not easy years. No, it sucks. Yeah. And so, like being able to be there and be like, "You look, you can get through it." And honestly, those kids were like, when I would complain about my old job, they were the ones that were like, "Why don't you just quit it and like do this podcasting thing you love so much?" So it was like, I feel like there was there was like a give and take in those relationships. Like those kids but bring those a lot kids of also still live at home, Matt. Like, I yeah, I mean that's true. They don't understand. Well, put your financial future in this, you know, in the advice John, of a too late. I, seventeen year old. <laughs> I already did. Um, but yeah, no, they uh, a seventeen year old who works at the uh, yogurt shop. What do you think I should do with the rest of my life? <laughs> but yeah, no, they've had some zingers. I text the, I'll text them every once in a while in there. But the one last night had me dying. Where what they say? What they say to you? It was too, no, it wasn't if even it's to me, mean, Matt. I will go over there and I'll punch no, a kid in the face. I was over. It was two. Nobody girls makes fun of Matt Kelly to but each me. other. It's two girls okay. talking to each other, and the one girl was saying, she was like, I have a crush on this guy, Josh. And she was like, ew, don't date dudes with J names. And she's like, why should I take a dating advice from you? You would date a carnival. And she goes, what does that mean? She goes, I don't know. It's something else that's filled with lots of red flags. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Probably <laughs> like, owns that's a, yep. like, that's a savage-ass line. Josh probably owns a Roomba. Just saying. <laughs> Josh, Josh doesn't wipe his own butt. I'm telling you that right now. Um, well, as somebody who has a J name, I, th- I think dating has been okay for the most part. Yeah, I think you're doing Maybe. all right. I think I'm doing okay. It's been ups and downs. Um, but Matt, uh, I think that's great what you're doing. I think it's fantastic converting kids to Geekscape. Yes. Um, you're doing... We should start a work. religion, John. <laughs> it we seemed to really did. work out for L. Ron. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, there's been some... I mean... Frank Sanders got a Geekscape tattoo. Yeah, that was he'll be our first priest. He'll be the high priest of the Geekscape yeah. Church. Frank's been doing Frank's been doing great. Everybody's been doing good. The network's been doing well, and uh, I'm kind of happy with where we're at, man. What do you think? You think I you think I love okay? it. I love it, and I'm excited to see it continue to grow. Um, obviously, I'm putting in a lot of time in the YouTube channel, and I I think that we've got some really exciting videos coming up soon. Um, we've got a bunch of new people that are excited to do some videos. So I know in November, uh, Jenny Meso is doing a video for us. Um, I haven't so, heard from Jenny in years. I yep, probably have, but, but she's I coming I back. I haven't seen her. Yeah. She's coming back. She's doing a video about the history of the Adams family. So I'm helping with the script on that right now. Um, Gelsey's going to do a video soon about the history of the movie, the three amigos, uh, that'll oh, come out sometime one. in December. So like we've got some really cool stuff. I think that we've got I, I'd say we have two really well established reoccurring series with the why we love and the history of. And I think what I really one of the things I love about the Geekscape channel, and this is something that you've instilled in us for a really long time, is you can scroll through every video that we've put out since August and you will not find a video about the worst of or the dumbest no. of. It's all celebration. It's the top 10 best. It's why we love this. It's, you know, Don't it's celebrations. Create. Yeah. Um, Don't hate create. There's there's plenty of stuff that I don't like. Like, there is definitely someone stuff else that is I'm done on. I, you said it's not something, my place. It is not my place. to. You said something that you had heard 
someone else say, and it sat with me forever, which was the worst movie you've ever seen is still probably someone's favorite movie. Yep. And and like I I think about that constantly when I'm getting ready to like really you know i'll jokingly make fun of someone for liking a movie but it's only if i really love and care about them you know what i mean yeah. like i'm not gonna go and like piss in someone's cereal bowl that i barely know and don't care about like like what you want to like and yeah. that was before piss don't hate create cereal bowl, yeah piss in yeah. someone's cereal bowl if you like them yeah exactly because then it's a prank um but the like before don't hate create i mean the other geekscape slogan we used to throw around was it's okay to like things <laughs> like, it's okay to like things like um, we we uh we used to say that a ton when i was about a decade ago when i lived out there which was a decade ago now john it's been a decade yeah. since i lived in los angeles and matt you're going to be back here in early december we're going to get together yep. we're going to do a couple panels at la comic-con yeah, we've we got are. some fun panels planned. Uh, Geekscape is if you're in LA, uh, visit LA Comic Con. They're uh, supporters of us. They've been supporters of us the entire time. They've been around since before LA Comic Con. We were part of their early sponsors and um, early partners. And we, I still consider the LA Comic Con folks to be good friends. And they've always given us uh, a red carpet to do what a green light to do whatever we want to do. So we're going to be doing that again uh, December 4th and 5th at the LA Convention Center. And I heard they're also expanding to the West Hall. So LA Comic Con is going to be pretty big. Nice. I think, honestly, to make more room in yeah, the that pandemic would make more year, sense. they're going to yeah. have a little bit more space. And I know that there's quarter. I know that there's an like you can get a ticket for the first half of Saturday and the second half of Saturday, and then a ticket for the same on Sunday. So your days are split in halves. But go on the website for LA Comic Con and uh, see what your ticket looks like and who's signing when or who's having what. I don't know when our panels are. I just know that we have three panels um, coming up, including a Geekscape Live, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, And Big Gang says, oh, you're having LA Comic Con on the Lord and Savior's birthday? Well, if you're talking to my birthday, the 5th of December, yes. Yep. Come celebrate LA Comic Con and my birthday on December 5th. And Matt will be there, and we're going to be doing a lot of planning for... 2022 including this Roomba battle yeah I think no, we're, we're gonna, gonna be, think we'll about film this the first, you get two Roombas and I'll come over and we'll tape some shit to it two Roombas we it. need four for the semifinals that's true that's true um I four. obviously like I said subscribe to the YouTube channel and if you can watch uh the Geekscape live streams on there but also subscribe to that Twitch channel because sometimes uh, there's going to be some Twitch exclusive live streams like this Friday. Yeah, uh, talk about this. Yeah, so on Friday the 13th in August, I did a live stream where I live streamed myself and some friends watching the first ten Friday the 13th movies. Um, Are and still that your was friends, Matt? yeah. They're still, they're still well, they did it in them? shifts. I was the only oh, one that okay. had to watch all of them. Um, right. that makes so, sense. so that was. That was a lot of fun. You can watch a highlight reel that I cut together on the YouTube channel. It should be up by now. Um, and um, Matt, hold we, on. something's late breaking. What was the name that you had for the Roomba Battle Show? I called it Battle Knots, but I'm seeing no, no, the no. name that Katie uh, just Katie threw out just there. Dropped in with an MVP move. She wants the Roomba to be Rumble. <laughs> Geekscapus. This is called the Roomba Rumble. I cannot wait for that cease and desist letter to come in after the first episode of Roomba Rumble. Uh, I think this is fantastic. Uh, I'm sorry, Matt, but <laughs> no, no, I got no. That was excited whenever I think about our brand new show, upcoming that show, was Roomba crucial. Rumble. 
that was some crucial okay. late breaking news. Just um, imagine, Matt, we're going to be the originators of a, a show with two Roombas <laughs> battling with knives duct taped to each other. It's going to be great. Um, uh, but- and wait, hold on. Oh. Basement drummer from YouTube says, hey, I got to tell you, the Geekscape Why We Love videos are great. Thank so. you. We got two coming out this week. Uh, Why We Love Twisted Metal 2, which is our first video from Joshua, Joshua Jackson of Geekscape mm-hmm. Games. And then I'm doing uh, Why We Love People Under the Stairs for the uh, 30-year anniversary of that movie. Um, but Matt, this but, Friday, yes, this on Friday, our Twitch. This Friday on our Twitch, I will be doing uh, to raise money for Scares That Care, which is a very great horror-themed charity organization out of Virginia. Uh, they raise money for um, three people every year. Uh, it's always a kid with cancer, a woman with breast cancer, and a burn victim um, based on the three uh, things that are in every slasher movie. Um, and then they you know, they just put together these big events. They do a big convention every year. It's, it's a really great time. But this Friday, to help raise money for that, um, and in celebration of Halloween, I am going to be doing another 15-hour live stream it's going to be a little bit different than the Friday the 13th one. What's going to happen is I'm going to start with Frankenstein. I know where the starting point is, and I know where the ending point is. Everything in the middle is voted on by y'all watching Twitch. I will be drawing movie names out of a hat, about three movies at a time, and then letting the chat determine which of those three movies is the next film that we watch. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Um, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure, but Matt, also... you said you knew the last movie. I do. Well, that's the thing. How do you I know, work your way back to the last movie? Uh, they just won't get a pick once it gets to ten thirty. Mm. Trust me, the last movie will be worth okay, worth it. Um, this is Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time from nine a.m. until midnight. And what will be fun about it, beyond the fact that I'm just going to be watching these, it's all films from the '30s, '40s, and '50s. Uh, that's the ballpark that we're staying in. And then, additionally, instead of me having when I did Friday the Thirteenth, I had different people assigned for each movie. In this scenario, I've just given like 40 people the link to StreamYard and they can just come and go as they please while I'm dealing with the chaos of I like that. Of all of this. So and Matt, that's only going to be available on our Twitch channel. Is that that will only be available on the Twitch because I'm pretty sure YouTube and Facebook would pull that stuff very right. quickly for the videos. So we'll basically do it and then I'm going to delete it from Twitch, but download the video files. And then I'll eventually edit together another like highlight reel like I did with the uh, with the Friday 13th video. But if you want to catch all 15 glorious hours, um, you know, pop it on your TV. It's it's the week before Halloween. It's going to be all these classics. We're going to be it's going to be a mix of like Frankenstein and Dracula and those classics, as well as like Attack of the Giant Leeches and like party sure. at horror at party beach and really bad movies and obviously i'm putting it in the audience's hands to decide which of those two we watch and i have a feeling that those masochists are gonna make me watch i'm gonna yeah. drop you and i think that'd be great <laughs> let's let's see how far down the well we can make matt suffer <laughs> um and honestly i think that if you're carving pumpkins on friday for halloween you might as well put that on in the background it's something great to cut carve pumpkins too and uh and what's you know, the highlight it, reel, put, man? People are funny. Yeah. The people we bring on these things, I, I'm not that funny, but the the people joining us, the people like the Dylan from a uh, Dylan from uh Christmas three sixty five or Chris from One Hit Thunder or even 
uh, Stephen Bay sure. from Analog Jones. Like they are, they are funny people. Geekscape's got some funny folks. We do, Matt. We do. <laughs> um, like Brian Kent, our our audience member, who says, "Hey, uh, is Beastmaster on that list?" No, because it came no, out. It came out after nineteen sixty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't worry, I'll do my own sword and sandals fantasy uh live I'll stream it'll play out of it people will be like what geekscape showing some gay porn up on that <laughs> on that uh, <laughs> i love this there's a bunch of and, dudes in loincloths on twitch and i'm like yeah let's pump it up yeah baby. and bunch this one dudes be... in loincloths that's what geekscape's all about i mean we're in. working on some we're working on some twitch content there's there's uh we're in the works of trying to figure out how to do a geekscape uh geekscape network mario kart <laughs> tournament my, um my money's that on could be Yep, that, no that could be Canadian. fun. Um, I'm working on trying to do... a. I want to try to start doing Twitch Thursdays where starting in 2022, there's a Thursday show. Every every Thursday, there's something happening on Twitch. But also, John, you know this. We're working on the second annual holiday live stream um, sometime in December. We are. Again, to help out Big Brother, Big Sisters, and our friend Charlene. There's a lot coming is what I'm Listen, saying. Listen, you're going into salesman mode, all right? There's only one dime store salesman here and it's me listen all right i'm at least a dollar store salesman that's okay listen <laughs> there's only one cheap salesman here and that's the guy who started this whole burnt enchilada and that's this guy so let me tell you something matt the only thing i want them to think about is the fact that they need to subscribe to this youtube channel because we're mm-hmm. going to give them it's going to be great roomba rumble yeah okay before the cease and desist hits we're going to give them roomba rumble we're going to give them lots of content. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you know what else? We're going to give them a new Geekscape episode next week. So Geekscape us. we got brand new podcast. Search the podcaster for this brand new one before our time, before your time. Before uh, my Gelsey time. Lur- before my time with Gelsey Laurie. Uh, Matt's also a featured guest and gets ripped on pretty royally <laughs> in the Roaring Twenties podcast episode that came out this week. Also, recent Geekscape guest. My good friend Chris White is the guest on One Hit Thunder this week because his movie is available for pre-order. That's Electric Jesus, which Matt and Chris of One Hit Thunder both loved. I think it's a fantastic movie. Please go check it out. And as Katie says, there's just so much good content. And I can't wait for Katie to be right back with all of us. Um, hopefully next week. So Geekscape us. Subscribe to everything. I don't even know what to tell you anymore. If you have any problems, send me an email. JonathanGeekscape.net. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Um, Hit that share button. Share this with your friends. Make them suffer with you. Geekscape forever. That's right, Maddie. Can't say it better than that. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.